I'm Young, and welcome to Halajuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Ray. This is episode 62, Dimples is Bay. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Halajuku. I'm Peter Ray, your man with no plan, as you can see under me. This man is my friend, my confidant, my tactic partner here on this show. We have Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I am doing exceptionally well. I am doing good. I am doing. Yes. Yes. We are doing. Doing it, doing it, doing it well. Uh, we are, of course, gathered to talk about East Asian pop culture. And as we as always it. do, uh, at the beginning of the show, we check in what's new uh, with each other. Kaz, what's new? Yes. What, what, what's caught your attention this week? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do some cross promotion here and I'm going to say, listen to what will be the newest episode coming out later this week of, uh, Two Nerdy Black Guys, where we talk about the internet raging sensation, the dark and gritty Power Rangers video that's out there. Um, <laughs> Other than that, is still waiting for all these new slew of shows that we're hearing about, uh, coming, uh, from, from, well, coming from everywhere, uh, not even just out of Korea. Like, I know there's a, the slew of new movies and shows that we're gonna get out on the internet for our viewing pleasure, um, but there's some good, you know, American TV. Yeah. And I know. That's gonna be out there, that's gonna be fun to enjoy, and some pretty terrible ones that me and PD have been talking about <laughs> with ourselves <laughs> that I don't want to talk about anymore or I'll kill myself. <laughs> but, but but I will bring up because we need to we need to make a clarion call. But that 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 being aside that aside uh <sighs> what else you got? What, 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 what else you got well, going on? Uh, we tend to, in this segment, talk about uh, the things we've also been listening to this week. So I, I think I'll stick to our norm and do that. Um, so this week kind of presented a slew of songs from MCs. <laughs> yes, MCs. Um, the MCs. Uh, so uh, one of them that I, I really enjoyed was um, MC Sniper uh, featuring... Uh, Kim Shin Ui. Kim Shin Yeah, Kim Shin yeah. Okay, I said it right the first time. Look at that. Um, uh, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, it's a really dark, fun video. Um, and I, I, I kind of got pulled in by the video before anything else. So it's, it was, it was very visual selling for me. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go back and listen to it again. And you know, I, I was like, it's not bad. I like it. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't like it like straight out of the gate. I, I needed to listen to it that second time. Cause like I said, it's a really striking visual video that, that you kind of start paying attention to like the symbolism in the video more than you are the song. Um, but then when you kind of go back and actually pay attention to the song, it's a pretty good, well put together song. It's pretty dark, um, in its context to kind of go along with what's going on in the video. Not, not exactly going along with what's going on in the video, but just in its dark content. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Other than that, like it, it didn't really super catch me song wise. 
Yeah, but it was an interesting song. And I would say, like, there were moments where I was, like, questioning, like, you know, he's got the chains and the, and the padlocks on the inside door. Uh, and he seems to be unable to open it, but I imagine you could just, like, take the chains off of there. But then I realized <laughs> part of that is that he could easily take those chains off of there and set himself free, but he, he, do, he really doesn't want to. <laughs> right. He's kind of stuck in here and he almost is voluntarily stuck in here. Uh, yeah. so that's kind of adds into it. Uh, which is really cool. And the, and the song is interesting and the, and the video is really cool. Uh, on top of that, like it, it goes to different really cool places, uh, cinematography, uh, cinematography wise. Uh, that's a word. Yes, that's a word. Uh, and music wise, definitely. Uh, but speaking of, like you said, MCs, we got another MC. Mm -hmm. So I only did, uh, I only did two songs this week, uh, just because there just wasn't a lot that I was excited about. Um, so the other one featuring another MC, MC Mong, who we've heard stuff, uh, on the show from before that I brought up, uh, his song featuring, uh, Channel, Channeler, Chancellor. I think it's just Chancellor. 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 <laughs> um, but, uh, it's called Love Mash. Uh, I just thought it was a fucking fun song with a really fun video. And I just yeah. loved kind of the silliness of it and just kind of the have fun. And it, it also was just like these two totally different videos, you know, like in, in totally different songs that like both of them together caught my attention because of how drastically different they were. Um, and, and, but kind of still dark in their, in their kind of overall content, but just, you know, in different ways. Like he's kind of talking about being out in the world kind of naked and raw and not, you know, really having like, he's talking about a lot of yeah. different things, but yeah. it's kind of the, the, the darker things that kind of caught me, but it's a fun, song with a really fun silly video um yeah. that that i really really enjoyed featuring going out, there, going out there naked to the world and possibly missing a tooth uh because mm -hmm. you gotta you know you gotta get out of that mandatory military service somehow <laughs> God, mc mong uh really like just okay whatever uh but yeah it, it, it was a it was a fun song and a fun video I'm, 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 I'm not going to get, uh, into the idea of trying to demonize MC Mung for just not wanting to go to the military. You know, that whole thing mm -hmm. of him trying to have a dentist is like, okay, you know, I, I you could say that he kind of did a dumb thing, but like, I wouldn't blackball him from the entire music industry over that. Um, yeah. But then again, I'm, you know, I don't have that. It, it's a separate culture thing. They 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 have put a little more more weight into their into their mandatory military systems uh, service. So I understand that. But you know, it, it's cool to see him come back with something that is fun and good, better than that that other track that he came out with. That because that was terrible. <laughs> that Miss Mirror Disney was terrible. Uh, but yeah, uh, good to see him doing something something fun and good. Uh that aside, I've got some interesting new stuff and a ton of music. Uh, so I've been, I've been checking out this uh, new channel, uh, just, uh, by a fellow named, uh, SW Yoon. Uh, 
his channel and he's been doing uh reaction videos just kind of classic reaction videos specific specifically uh koreans and i'm gonna guess basically korean college students um uh, mostly korean girls though he did one video of korean guys uh mm-hmm. you know reacting so one of the videos was korean girls reacting to anaconda <laughs> uh <laughs> which was fantastic uh, one of them was Korean girls, like, right, right at the top, right over here. Korean girls, uh, tasting American snacks. Which mm-hmm. is pretty fun and, uh, and funny. Uh, and then this one is Korean girls watching Magic Mike. Uh, which, if you, if you know the content of Magic Mike, they're, they're watching the Magic Mike double XL trailer. Now, so, a- hold on. I will say this, right? I didn't know what Magic Mike was. I saw it in the dock. I went, oh, Korean girls watch Magic Mike. And I was like, it's probably something silly on the internet that I just haven't seen yet. And then it started, and I was looking at it, and I had the same reaction at the same time as the one girl, where she goes, it's Step Up! (laughs) (laughs) Which just happened. And I'm like, is this Step Up 3? The fuck's going on here? And then I was like, this is... I was like, this isn't Step Up. <laughs> it was like, yeah. uh, yeah, and they have great, hilarious reactions to all of it, uh, in, in different kinds of reactions. Uh, the, the, you know, kind of different reactions. They're, they're, they're hilarious. They're fun. They're, they're insightful and interesting. Uh, and the different videos are fun too. Uh, but I have to talk about one girl and this girl right there on the screen. I call her Dimples. <laughs> right there, she's like, that's what the public wants. <laughs> uh, cause she is my favorite out of all of the girls. They're, they're all fantastic. They're all fun. They all have really cool different yeah. personalities, but she is my favorite because she's the most outgoing, the most like, uh, out there. She, you know, this entire video, she's like, yeah, no, I'm down with it. Where, where, where is it? It's like, would you go see if there's, this is like, where, where is it? You tell me there's one out here in Korea? Like, where, where did them gigolo <laughs> bars at? Like, that's, that's the kind of attitude I like. Uh, she, I, I swear, it's like, and she's been, she was just as funny in the other videos, and you know what? It, it's, it's a love thing for me now. She is Bay. Like, she's, she's my bias. <laughs> she's my bias in this. Uh, and really why I want to talk about this is that, uh, <laughs> the sci-fi is saying that it's a Transformers, but then they start streaming. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's adorable. Um, but, uh, she was hilarious in this. And I lost my train of thought. Uh, she was, uh. Oh, I just got, I, I fucking, I watched more of this than I originally did. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I imagine you, you got to some good parts. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, go watch it at home. There's There's man-ass! Oh yeah, there's man-ass. The man-ass! Um, but yeah, oh yeah, like I said, the main reason I wanted to bring this up is I wanted, I need some help. I need to know mm-hmm. who she is. Tell me, <laughs> tell me. I need, if it's you, you can tell me. I don't want to be, I, obviously I don't want anybody doxxed. <laughs> I don't want any, like, I just, give me an Instagram. A public Instagram. I'd be happy with that. Just give me a public Instagram. 
and I'll be happy. I just want to like some selkas. I just want to sit there and double tap on some selkas, and I'll be happy. I'll be uh, half fit as a fiddle. Uh, but yeah, because she is big. Uh, and okay, and uh, I highly recommend checking out these videos. Uh, this you know some great moments further along in this video. Uh, for, you know, there's some fun moments with the snacks. Uh, there's some fun moments with uh, Anaconda, and they also watch uh, Chris Brown's "These Holes Ain't Loyal." <laughs> you know, where where one of the girls puts Chris Brown on blast wonderfully. These holes, these holes ain't loyal though. I'm just, I'm just saying, loyal. but I'm just saying that may be a message. But coming out of Chris Brown, Chris Brown just needs to shut yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, check out the videos. They're really fun. Uh, but moving on to something a little bit completely <laughs> on a different kind of the spectrum. Uh, it's weird to yeah. follow this up with, uh, follow that up with this, but I, I don't know how we're going to follow up man ass. I don't know. <laughs> Ch- Chaining Tane and mad ass. Uh, oh, oh, um, uh, but follow it. We must, uh, with something a lot more innocent. Uh, with the, the new track from Lovelies, uh, with their song Annyeong, or Hi! Uh, you know, new video, new song. And I was actually impressed. Uh, overall, uh, so Lovelies has never, uh, weren't really necessarily my thing. They didn't really grab me in their debut track. And I will say with this track, I, I go back and forth and I don't, I'm, I will say that it's probably not necessarily still my thing. It's probably not my cup of tea, but I will give them props for, for making a really good song. Uh, you know, just compositionally, it's a really good song. Uh, it's a really good dance. The video is nice. It's very pretty. Um, which is, you know, not to be, you know, flippant or kind of, I'm not saying in a, in a bad way. I'm saying very good. It's, you know, it's pretty. It has really great visuals. It's all, it all fits well together. And I think I can see why, you know, they, they, they put, uh, some good attention to detail when it comes to lovelies. Uh, and I'm glad for them. I'm glad that, you know, they have some attention. I'm glad that, uh, you know, they are among the ranks of up and coming, uh, girl groups. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually a pretty good song. What what do you think of Lovelies? Eh. Yeah. It's still not it's still not catching me because like I said, I've had my I've had my love affair with this style of idol pop. You know, in in my my Japanese pop days, um in the AKBs and then um groups, you know, groups of that nature. So kind of coming back to it just in in the Korean Korean styling is just kind of meh. You know, like it just, it just is not really catching me because there's other stuff that I like. Um, and then this, this, the super hyper cute, innocent thing just doesn't really catch me. Like, I, I don't need it to be sexy concept, but yeah. there's an over, like, there's an over, what is the word I'm trying to use? It's just like trying to be too innocent, you know? Yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, uh, it's not my cup of tea either. Uh, 
And, it's, and it, it hasn't hooked me yet, just because I, I never really listened to early Girls' Generation. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. SCS was before my time, you know. Uh, hell, early Girls' Generation was before my time, but that's beyond the point. Uh, like, G-Friend is still not really my thing, but I commend them for what they do. So this, I, I, it's, it's, it's probably not gonna really be my thing or something that I listen to often, but I, I, I will say that I, it's worth bringing up and it's worth, uh, commending for what they do. They do what they do well. Uh, and, uh, and what they do is cute and innocent and, and playful. And this is, this, I think is relatable to, you know, teenage girls. I think that, you know, they're going for the same market that likes the, the, the boy bands, uh, also likes <laughs> innocent girl groups. So, which is, you know, teenage girls because they can relate. Um, uh, you know, these are, these are, comp- these are in no way dangerous to their opas. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're harmless. Uh, but yeah, good, good song from Lovelies. Uh, another one that caught my attention like just now, cause it got released just now. In fact, you can sell, it just got released cause it still has the 301 plus views. <laughs> and it's still stuck in that mode. Uh, Haney, uh, with, uh, her release from, uh, My Heart. Uh, Haney is a singer that, whose voice might not be everybody's cup of tea, <laughs> but she is she is a, she is kind of, she is adorable and she's a really good singer. Uh, she does some really fun songs. She's mostly done upbeat, like quirky songs, but this one's kind of like still upbeat in a sense, but more like lovely rather than like, you know, quirky and like, uh, peppy. Uh, yeah. Has a different vibe to it, has a different sound to it. I just barely got to listen to it. Uh, and I kinda, and I, I dug it. I, I like her voice and I can tell you listening her to her speak, uh, it is not a thing she's doing for songs. <laughs> it's just her voice. <laughs> this is how she talks all the time. She talks like that. She sings like that. That's her voice. Uh, and it's kind of adorable. And she's, she's fun. And, and if you watch, uh, uh, Haney TV, she's, she's, uh, fun on that as well. Uh, and I think I, it, it, it was, it's a nice song. I like it. It's a nice song. Uh, what, what's your impression? I don't know if you, you're listening to it right now because I dropped it in really late. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to it a bit ago. Um, it, 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 and I don't mean this in a bad way, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way. Cause I, I enjoyed it. I liked the song. Um, and, and this is what I'm saying, right? This is innocent and this is cute, but this isn't as egregious as Lovelies, you know? And it's innocent and cuteness. Like, this is just kind of fun, innocent and cute. Like, kind of, like, if that's the concept you're going for, you don't need to be super egregious about it. Like, I think kind of the lovelies and girlfriend thing is doing. But I will say, <laughs> her voice does remind me of, like, your little sister in her room with headphones on singing a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not bad. It's not terrible. You just, you're, you're just kind of like, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, like, like not in a bad way though. You're just like, like, I know you're listening to music. I know it's your favorite song, but like, shut up. 
but yeah, but luckily, but, she's but it, still it, it it gave me that in that it gave me that innocent cute feel. Like I yeah. just I just like I liked it. I enjoyed it. But like I said, it does it does have that tinge of like. I feel like I'm, I feel like I have a little sister now and she's in the other room singing as loud as she can to annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still fun. It's still cute, but you're just, you like, you, you got to tell her to shut up just, just to hold your dominance. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. Uh, but yeah, Haney, uh, adorable and fun. And I'm glad a, a new song from her. Um, yeah. I may have to go check out some of her, some of her other stuff. Yeah. She has but, some, like, she and, and, and it, like you said, with kind of lovelies, like, not super in my wheelhouse, but I, I would like to check out what, what else she has. Alright, yes. Um, alright, so let's go into more of, uh, the big, re- a couple of the big releases from some Yee. veterans in the game. Uh, one of these, uh, being Zaya, aka Junsu. Uh, of course, one third of JYGJ and formerly one fifth of TVXQ or DBSK, <laughs> depending on how you want to say it. Um, you know, Junsu, kind of another release. This was a song that I was actually like looking, really looking forward to because, uh, he had previously released a really cool song in Incredible, uh, with, uh, you know, his, his, his previous release, uh, and that was a song that I, that I would jam to on a constant basis between that and like, you know, and Black's, uh, uh, Hurricane. Like that was, uh, that was on my iCloud and I would just go back and forth between those two. Uh, every once in a while. Uh, but that was a cool song. And when I, I saw that he was coming out with something new, uh, and I saw a couple of te- teasers, I thought, well, this is, this is going to be cool and interesting. Uh, and then the, the video is now out. And, uh, let's just say, uh, Junsu gives no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, this I want is... You to, for me, pause it at about like, one minute or, mm-hmm. or a little close to one minute kind of when you when it takes that wide shot of the throne and you see all the guys sitting around it yeah right because i want to tell you i pause it right here right i started this video and i was looking at something else and i looked over at that exact moment and it forgot like forgot what it was because i put it in full screen and i was like is this a big bang video <laughs> <laughs> Cause tell me that that does not look like a Big Bang concept. <laughs> well, the hair is t- top, yeah. But it's like Junsu saying, "Well, you know what? Right. This is my territory." <laughs> right. Uh, and then the dude in the top hat and stripes looks like Taeyong. Yeah. I was just like, "What the fuck?" I was like, then I was like, and I, I fucking took it out of full screen, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Zaya. Okay." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his is uh release cut or flower. Uh, it's featuring the, they don't credit him in the video, in the video yeah. title. It's featuring Tableau. But he's Tableau. also not in the video. He's also uh, not in the I, video. And I think, I've come to learn that, um, a lot recently, like, with the Korean stuff. Like, if you're not in the video, you're not featured, you know, for the, the, on the, like, kind of video, but you're, you're featured in the song on the album, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, Zaya kind of just giving zero fucks. Uh, it's just the, a wild, uh, over the top concept. The song yeah. is just really good. The choreography is really good. Like, it has a really cool feel to it. Uh, yeah. like, it, it, it's, uh, um, I, I, I was not disappointed can by I, this really. Can I just already say though, he, he fucking, he stole GD's next concept. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey yo! What you doing? 
Because <laughs> you know GD was working on this. Like, because yeah, this the, definitely the, looks like something GD would do. <laughs> oh God, yeah, drinking, uh, drinking golden lattes. Fucking G- yeah. that's GD. You know that that's GD all the way. But like Zaya says, like Walton, son, this is my territory. I've been, I've been, done, I've been doing this shit uh, since you were a fucking trainee at YG. Like, <laughs> this is my territory. So it's like. Uh, melting down the Terminator head to make golden lattes to, to mm-hmm. sip on. Uh, you know, uh, the, the visual concept is so out there and like, uh, zero fucks given. The song is really good. The choreography is really good. You know, you gotta love the, the rocking what you, he's, he's displaying the nail art really well. Like the, 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 the metallic nails. It's like, you spent all that time getting metallic nails. You, you you're gonna display those like, like yeah. Um, and it's like uh, overall, it's just a really cool video. Well, what do you think of the of the? Of no, the I, I I fucking I am in love with this video right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> like you know, I love fucking well shot, ridiculous shit. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I just, I fucking have a love for that stuff, especially in like learning photography and stuff like that. I, I love these out there concepts. Like I loved GD's, GD's coup, coup d'etat because I loved how well shot and out there it was. And like just kind of the phantasm and, and craziness of this, like this reminds me of something GD would do. Just, it's just like so fantastic and crazy and just kind of out there like and i i just love it it's so fucking well shot i love the colors i love the visuals like like there's some silly shit in there that i don't like but it is just it it it, there's not enough of it to to get rid of how good everything else is you know yeah this is this is uh hearkening back to the to to something that uh, I don't have personal experiences, but was some of the more out there TVXQ stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and you see where maybe it possibly got it because this he is just he he has just those crazy concepts and that, yeah, this is a great follow up. Like this is a great follow up to uh, you know Incredible. Incredible is a, a fantastic track, and I I jammed that so much. And this one is going to be probably one of my my newer just jams that I listen to. Like you know on my on my way to work, you know, I'll put this on at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah. And, and that closing shot with that, with, I don't know what the hell he did to that horse. It was CGI. <laughs> it's like with that, that helmet. Magical beast. Yeah. The helmet is like, I, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, but another one that's going to, I think going to be on my, on my jams, uh, and another veteran, or veterans, uh, staking their claim and reclaiming their territory and saying, Hey, we're the Kings. <laughs> uh, watch the throne. Uh, Shinwa, the, at this point, the longest running active idol group, Shinwa, uh, with their new release, Pyochuk or Sniper. Uh, this is, this was hot off of the, you know, they had their previous comeback, I think 2012. It was good, but I think, uh, it wasn't quite what people were expecting, uh, or, and it didn't quite live up to people's expectations. So they came out with this, uh, and it definitely delivered a lot better with this concept, and it definitely delivered more of what 
they, as a veteran group, uh, have strengths in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was, you know, there was a great review on Asian Junkie where they talked about how uh, a lot of what makes this work is because they're, you know, they've been around for so long and they're older. Uh, and they can have this kind of gravitas that a younger idol group just does, is you, you, you can't like eyeliner them enough to, to give them gravitas <laughs> that, that just them being who they are and their, you know, their standing and their age and their yeah. veteran presence, you know, uh, gives can them. I, I, I want to say, right. My, my favorite part of this is the part that is, for me, taken out of the the concept used by um um uh god damn it used um in in dirty sexy yeah where you take the box room dance but you make it seem like it's happening in this big giant place you know nothingness yeah <laughs> this right giant space um, and, and you just kind of put them in these really cool colors and instead of instead of them moving to compensate the camera during their dance the camera moves around that big giant space to kind of show the expansiveness of that room while they're just kind of dancing you know yeah yeah and like I, think that, I, yeah. I love that yeah that adds a lot to it and the dance is really cool the the song is really cool and catchy and, and has like, oh, yeah, has that, the gravitas, like the whistle that starts it off. Like it has a, a kind of like, uh, uh, an arrogance <laughs> a little bit, uh, and a cool like weight to it. And, and it's really well made and, uh, it, it's a really good song. And, and I'm, I'm glad like this is a, of course, Xinhua is a group. That is bef- like the, one of those veteran groups that is before my time. Obviously, my time being 2013 and forward, <laughs> you know, basically or 2012 and forward. Uh, yeah. so, but I, I definitely can tell and I can definitely read it. Obviously, just being something that, you know, from reading and from learning and from, you know, context and from, you know, learning from what people say about people, about groups or, uh, artists. I can see that, you know, they, they've been around for a while and they know what they're doing. And you can tell just by this, by this track, you can tell that, that, uh, these are veterans, you know, uh, and, and they're, they're back. They're back to reclaim the throne, you know, as, yeah. as the preeminent idol group. Uh, I don't know if they fully reclaim the throne. Obviously, you know, it, it is, it is what it is, but you know, they, they, they cannot be denied as the veteran presence, uh, as it's just yeah, no, really I, cool I definitely, song. I definitely enjoy this track. This is something I could definitely see myself jamming out to. Like we were talking about that, having something that you could just, you can jam out to. Oh my god, that like song the, is something yeah. I could do. Yeah, the, the I like whistle that. at the beginning. Um, and they, 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 and uh, on top of that, they're pretty gosh, goddamn hilarious on on variety shows. <laughs> Uh, and I think that, again, veteran presence, because they had their own variety show for several years called Xinhua Broadcast. <laughs> so, and then, uh, they, they're also on this week's, uh, Running Man, and I've watched a little bit, and it's pretty damn hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's probably what I'm gonna do after the show is chill out, lay around, and watch Running Man. Me too. Um, but yeah. Music. What's new? That's what new was new for us this week. Uh, we're gonna get into some headlines. 
right now. Headline. Talk about some topical topics. Line head. And uh, discuss them. So join us, won't you? Talking. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in our headline segment. You can tell because I switched to overlay. Yes, lovely overlay. Ladies, my, my, oh wait, they're over here. Yes. <laughs> my lovely friend, Jordan. Yes. And if you want uh, that stuff, just hit us up. We'll, we'll set you up with our lovely friend. Well, Maybe. Fluff the cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really funny working on these and having the person go, alright, headlines, and then they made like a, bol- a billboard, and I was like, no. They were like, okay. And then it was just like this cloud concept, and I was like, spot on. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Oh, wait, what? I was like, yeah, no, spot on. Yeah, <laughs> <That's, perfect. laughs> that fits. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, moving <laughs> along, let's talk about some uh, headlines so we can, we can get through some of these a uh, little more cringeworthy ones, but uh, they're still <laughs> worth talking about. Uh, first off, uh, Megan Lee is starring in that Nick Cannon K-pop show, Make It Pop. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and just say right now, uh, I'd rather just call it Make It Stop. Cause seriously, Make It Stop. Make it stop. Um, There's not enough. There is not enough jihad and Jesus in the world. <laughs> Uh, Megan Lee is currently embroiled in a contract dispute, as we know, in Korea with Soul Shop Entertainment. A big part of it is like she got a deal in in the U.S. Speculation is like, all right, well, I can I can go to a relevant market. Screw this irrelevant market. You know, she get all she gets all you know bigger big for riches. Of course, there's always back and forth, and we don't know anything of what's actually going on. But uh, and also with the company behind All Shook Musical. Uh, this hasn't stopped her from joining forces with Nick Cannon and Nickelodeon for their K-pop version of Glee called Make It, uh, Make It Stop. Uh, co-created and leading as executive producers Nick Cannon and Thomas W. Lynch, uh, Make It Stop occurs at a boarding school and follows randomly selected roommates who eventually, who eventually bond over music. Uh, with the help of a fellow classmate, the trio became a K-pop inspired band gaining recognition school-wide as they prepare to compete for a place in an upcoming musical. Um, this is dumb. Um, and then they also have a teaser for it. And the you, teaser... Don't you, don't you dare play that video on our lovely show. God damn it, you hit the play button! Oh. Um, and it's the... Uh, oh God, it's just so terrible. It's the... Alright, I'm doing a funny, funny, cutesy thing. I'm doing a funny, cutesy thing. And then, oh, somebody in the room, they surprised me. Let me fall over comically. (laughs) I'm going to deal with surprise by falling over comically. And also, I'm going to mouth out OMG like no kid ever. (laughs) Um, So... It's out of our demographic, but this is a, a empirically terrible. Oh no, no, um, it, it, it's it's all right. So here, all right, let's let's do this, right? Let, let's let's do some some home cleaning. Let's do some spring cleaning here, right? Yes. In the middle of goddamn winter, uh, let's do some spring cleaning here. One, this show is not for us. Yes, 
It is very clearly not meant for us. And when I say us, I don't just mean the uncle fans that we are. What I mean, and when I say it's not for us, is it's, and in watching that trailer, I realized it's not for K-pop fans. Um, it has nothing to do with K-pop at all, which me and Petey came to that realization in watching the trailer the other day. Uh, we, we came to this, I, I, I think we came to this conclusion and, and outside of, of actual words. And if, if, if you agree with me, say so, please. I feel that what happened was with the people involved, it got wrapped up in K-pop hype because of the people involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, and then because it was going to be uh, Asian leads, uh, and there's probably going to be some influence of, of a K-pop style and it might be name dropped at some point. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, probably won't be involving K-pop. I will say, it's not for our demo, and you know, we had, uh, uh, YouTube commenters that say that they showed it to, like, their 11-year-old niece, and they, they loved it. So, if it, you know, if it does that for them, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. there are, you know, there are shows I would rather get, you know, put in front of my 11-year-old niece. Most of them on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> or, just because I I don't think we don't want the gender divide, but you know, it's for for the for for that crowd. It's a it's a, a freaking Zoe one hundred one all over again, like like they said on the bottom. <laughs> it's a different Disney style show. But I don't know any of that. I don't um, know. But it's interesting to see the product or the the new direction for Megan Lee. Uh, coming off of her, you know, with a, basically her burning her bridges in Korea, uh, with what she's doing with Soul Shop Entertainment. <laughs> can, I, can I say the, 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 the thing that just popped into my head of, of, um, <laughs> the thing that just popped into my head of, I'm going to stop being a K-pop star so I can go pretend to be a K-pop star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can go pretend to be a, a person pretending to be a K-pop star. Like double mm-hmm. complete pretend. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hopefully for her sake, it, she succeeds with this because she's certainly not coming back to Korea. Uh, but moving on. Oh no, honey. You're, you're done. You're out. Bye bye. You, you, you've burned a bridge and, and at this point, good to see you fucking go. I hope you go down with the ship that you built. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Uh, I wish she she'll, she'll she'll do fine. Whatever whatever she does, I wish her success. Uh, but moving on to another thing that will make you cringe. Uh, K-pop's rap monster. Uh, they say K-pop's rap monster because this is not a K-pop blog. So rap monster to collaborate with Warren G on upcoming single. Um, yeah, rap monster leader of K-pop boy band BTS or Bangtan Sonyeon for for those who don't know is joining hands with American hip-hop artist Warren G. Uh, according to Star News, Thursday in Korea, Rap Monster will release a single album in early March, uh, on which he worked with the Regulate star. Uh, Rap Monster reportedly flew to Los Angeles to work with Warren G Monday and is expected to, is expected to return to Korea Thursday. 
Uh, the two stars met last night. The two stars uh, met last night while filming in an Mnet America program, American Hustle Life, which I have yet to watch and I probably never will. Uh, before Rat Monster 20 debuted as a member of BTS in 2013, he was an underground scene rapper. Um, what do you think this track is going to sound like? So, this could go a number of ways, right? We, we have slowly but surely been coming to have some respect for BTS. Um, in a, in a lot of their latest releases, uh, like the last three or four, right? Um, and even to a point where I'm starting to be okay with Rap Monster as a rapper, right? Um, especially when you think about somebody who has the genius of like, kind of, uh, Ziaiko, right? Um, where, Zyko has a lot of, of over, like, he, he overboasts a lot on, on just kind of his personality, but then you kind of come back to the, it's an entertainment thing, blah, 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 but he has a lot of these skills, right? He has a lot of, he's a good writer, he's a good rapper, he's a good showman kind of thing, and those kind of sometimes overweigh his overboasting, and sometimes his overboasting overshadows his skill. And I'm starting to have that realization with BTS as a whole, right? Not the individual parts just yet, but as a whole, kind of the overboasting was a little too much, but deep down inside, there is some good entertaining skill, right? Um, and then two, this is just the generalization, right? One, because of No Mercy and just because of what we've been learning about what was the crop of kind of underground rap uh, before the last crop of idols. Yeah. And knowing that a lot of these these idol, the last crop of some of these idols, especially the idol rappers, came from actual Korean hip hop roots, you know, and coming up under the 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 tableaus, the listening to the tableaus, the... Um, Drunken Tigers and the Drunken Tigers and, and swings and things like that for, you know, um, and knowing that as rappers, they have actual skill. They just decided to take the idol route. Right. Um, so I say that to say this, right? It, this track could go one or two ways. You could either get a tough cookie. Or you could get some generally good shit, right? You could get some surprisingly good things. Uh, Warren G is actually a surprisingly good producer. Um, especially with kind of that hip hop appeal that we got in the nineties or whatever. I don't really know a lot of the stuff he may have had his hands in lately. Um, so, so it's, it's a very wait and see, right? I'm, I'm still not super sold on Rap Monster just because of a lot of the early boasting from BTS, you know? Um, it's just kind of really annoying and silly to me and it still reigns true in my head. Um, but I am, I am gonna say for myself, uh, from what I know, I'm expecting a tough cookie. <laughs> <laughs> For expecting a tough cookie. He hasn't released anything, yeah. uh, since G Files. Uh, he's apparently, re- uh, Warren G is apparently releasing a sequel to regulate G Funk era. 
uh, called Regulate G Funk Era Part Two this year. <laughs> That's not fucking ten years out of fucking date. Uh, you know, twenty-one years after the fact. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, it it, 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 depending on what what they do with it, it could be it could be good. Like it could be like uh something interesting where they kind of go back and forth. Uh, it'd be interesting what language they'll do it because they know Rat Monster is fluent in English. So I don't know if they're gonna just straight up do an English rap song together, uh, but we're gonna have to see. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be tough cookie with Don Mills, or is it gonna be? Uh, <laughs> or is it gonna be uh, uh, Nilaria with Missy Elliott? Right. Which that that's that's a jam. Nilaria. Yeah. With Missy Elliott, that's a jam. So if you go a yeah, couple that's ways. Also, that's- Wait, that's that's GD's one, right? Yeah, GD's. It's yeah. also GD. And I mean, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, like that. That's also that's also GD. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so um, if it's if it at least swings more towards that way, then maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it, it, it's kind of this this surprising expectation of of what you're possibly gonna get and what you're what you're thinking you're gonna get. Um, I can also I also want to say this, right? I I doubt in all of life that Warren G even knows what K-pop is or that yeah. in K-pop there's rappers, right? So I just wanted to be in that moment where like this was all set up and somebody told Warren G that Rat Monster was going to come in and work with him and he's like, alright, yeah, man, yeah. And this Asian kid walked in the door and he's like, Joe, where where Rat Monster at, man? I'm, I'm excited to work with Rat Monster. And he's just like, that's me. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh shit, son! Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, that's cool. That's cool. Where you from? You from Korea? Oh, all right. That's right. dope. You're a you're, you you're a rapper. You over there, man. <laughs> You, you, you like I'm in a Korean town. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I go to Korean town sometimes, get some barbecue, man. I get out by that barbecue <laughs> shit. Oh, God. I don't know how I hear my warranty friends. impression is, but, but I figure it's Yeah, I don't enough. know. I, I, yeah, it's probably, it's probably exactly. About, about, about there. Uh, but moving on <laughs> to something a little bit more fun. Talk about, uh, more in the drama world. Um, Sonam Girls High School Investigators clarifies message behind lesbian kiss scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you had seen this before I sent it to you. Um, but this was something that kind of came across, uh, thanks to the, uh, I think it was the, um, K-pop community over on G+. Um, so yeah. shout out to them. Uh, cool community. If you're That's in K-pop, then you, this, you, is, you, you, this article I saw first, but then I saw your, your article that you posted. A kind of a different uh, format, yeah, from Yahoo News. Uh, yep. But yeah, JTBC's Sonam Girls High School Investigators, or Detectives of Sonam Girls High School, which is, uh, which just sounds so f- uh, much like a an anime, <laughs> like an anime, or at least a manga, but it's not. Didn't we? We talked about this show. We didn't talked we? about this show last week. Uh, I brought it yeah. up as one of the shows I was checking out. 
Uh, which is why I said it's like I was talking about this show way before it was cool. <laughs> uh, pushed Korean television boundaries when it aired a kiss scene between two lesbian students on February 25th. As a subject that remains highly controversial in Korean society, homosexuality is rarely featured on major Jeez. network broadcasts, leading many conservative viewers shocked at the scene's inclusion. Uh, in response to inquiries as to why kissing between two females was included, a representative of Sonam Girls High School investigator said, homosexuality is a, the first topic that producer Yamun Hyuk uh, wanted to deal with when he started working on the show. Uh, he, of course, worried about the reaction to the scene, but ultimately decided that it was a topic that needed to be dis- discussed. Uh, the representative also dis- added that the, their decision to include the scene was based on their experiences talking with homosexual students, saying the homosexual students we met have said that they are treated unfairly at school. Uh, we do not believe it is our prerogative to judge whether these students are right or wrong. We therefore went ahead with uh, the scene in the hopes that diversity can be accepted and embraced. Hence, and that's basically representation in a nutshell. It's not judging whether it's right or wrong. It's just it that it exists and it's it's uh, valid, you know, uh, that it exists mm-hmm. in the world and it should be represented. Uh, but it, it, this was a this was an, a, a a cool scene and a cool moment. Uh, if for those people that have a, a concern. One thing, if, you know, every time it's like you talk about a lesbian kiss, especially if you're, if you're coming from American television mentality, you think of Sweeps Week. You think of, mm-hmm. uh, Marissa and, uh, 13 from House before she was 13 from House, uh, having that kiss scene because it was Sweeps Week and they wanted hot girl on girl action. This was not that. <laughs> no. uh, this was more in the, the like, this, was, this show is about life, and we're going to make it about life. Yeah, and there's going to be things that are uncomfortable. You know what? It's Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is Degrassi, but uh, but but more funny. This is more of a comedy. But <laughs> this moment, I will say, it, it was a lot less hot girl on girl action. It was a lot more. You, I, I am going through some shit right now. You are one of the steadying forces in my life, and I can't lose you on top of all this that's going on uh emotional i can't moments. quit you i can't quit you and honestly it was a really really good scene like yeah and- so all right, all right so you've seen the show I've watched you're, you're watching the show this this moment came up now was there was there lead up to this did it was it was it yes what was it did you know it was co- okay so you knew it, it you kind of you kind of knew it was, it was coming I knew something was coming. Uh, I kind of got, sp- I kind of got spoiled, but they did a good job of foreshadowing some of the stuff a little by little. Uh, I got mm-hmm. spoiled on the fact that it was going to be this, uh, but they did foreshadow something. So, uh, the lead up, uh, so this is a spoiler. Uh, you know, the show is different cases that they, that the girls follow to help people around the school. Uh, you know, whether they be about issues, then they deal with issues like abortion. Uh, bullying and things like that. Big topic issues. And then they, they, it's also kind of super, some, uh, fun and funny. Uh, but this issue was that there was a, an anonymous person, tipster group called Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum, uh, the flower, uh, that was exposing bad behavior, quote unquote, are people that have given up on being students because of certain behavior. 
Uh, like, for example, early on, it was some kids that were supposedly smoking, uh, around school, and, you know, it's like, the high school girls, of course, to us, is like, smoking in high school, okay, whatever. Well, no, 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 I, I think that's because we're older now, and you, yeah, you yeah. think back on it, like, smoking in high school is, like, a thing? It's fucking stupid. But when you're in high school, you're like, oh, God, I can't be caught doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like... And then, if somebody you know, sees me, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the 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 character, one of the characters, the one on on the right, uh, her. What happened to her was that somebody leaked a picture of a supposed video in which she was. They alleged that she w- made an indecent video exposing herself to somebody online. Like a, like a, you know, new video. She in, insisted that it wasn't that, and there was only the still shot, no video, and that, but she also said that she deleted the original video, and she did not want to say who she sent it to. And it was the buildup of like, she did not want to say who she sent it to, but she wanted help proving her innocence. Um, and then a lot of the lead up was her protecting the person that she was, you know, cause she was in a relationship with this person, she even, one of the first moments is you hear her dedicate a song, uh, to them. Uh, and it, 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 they, they, they have little foreshadowing moments between each other, running across each other in like a hallway. Uh, but it leads up to this moment of them meeting to have to discuss this. And the other girl says, well, I, I, I this is all too much. I, I think we shouldn't see each other anymore. And it's like, all right, on top of all this shit that I'm going to, you want to break up? <laughs> like, on top of all this shit, like, I'm going to lose you on top of that? Like, you, you, you know, uh, on top of that. And then, you know, she, she just brings her in for the kiss. And, and it was, a, it was a really good scene. It was really well done. And I, I wrote, I'm already nominating it for the, 2016 Drama Fever Awards Best Kiss because <laughs> uh, it's one of the better kisses I've seen. So now, now here's my second question: Some as, as for you as a viewer, right? And 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 for both of us, I'm seeing how how Korean dramas handle certain things. Sometimes, sometimes they don't handle it all too well. Sometimes they handle it a lot better. Which category is this in? Of, of how they handle these kind of hard tackling things that in the wider span of what Korea is are usually looked down upon, usually kind of, well, to, you know, to the, even to the broader audience of people, you know what I'm saying? Whereas like yeah. something like this in America at this point is okay. You know, like, like that's going to be what it is. Like it's not going to toss too many feathers. Um, so like, how do you, how was this for you as a view? Was it handled? good doctor where it's like oh you're almost there you're almost oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or was it handled better it was handled well i think up to a point so uh because it was a lot of lead up and then this was the big reveal and then the episode ends uh well i'll have to see how it handled how it's uh how the following episode which this is uh this week it's gonna be the following episode uh it's like the second half of the arc uh, how that is, uh, done well. Uh, I will say from the other topics that they discuss, they have done a good job of at the core s- 
still having all of these people are humans. Yeah, there's these situations are something that they're going through. There's these decisions that they made that they may regret or are are emotionally impacted by. But at the core of it, they still still don't pass judgment on the people. Like especially the the big one was the the abortion. Uh you know the 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 the, the student that had an abortion that didn't want anybody to find out about it. Uh and you know the 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 boyfriend that was mourning the the child that had to like secretly get it uh uh you know a funeral if you if you're not familiar with the funeral uh kind of the the containers it's kind of you go to a mo- it's like a mausoleum style place but you actually go into regularly and it's a enclosure with a glass uh, front and as many Koreans is tradition to to traditional to cremate rather than bury so you have the urn, you have little mementos, and then they went, he had the baby that was aborted, the ashes that they recovered in a pet's, you know, cemetery, uh, because he had to like secretly do it there. And it was like, it was all like, I would say, uh, off of that, they do a good job of not judging the people and just painting the situation. You know, painting the situation and understanding that these people are going through a tough situation and they're, you know, they're sympathetic to them as people. I would say, and that, that would lead me to believe going forward with this storyline that they will, uh, not pass judgment. They will just, you know, they will tell the story of, of, you know, the, the, what these, what this kid will go through, you know, <laughs> what she's going to go through on the next episode, which is going to be when, cause in this moment, Part of what happens is that they're kind of in this store, uh, facing, so behind the one on the left, uh, the one that kind of has uh, the scarf and whatnot, that's the storefront, and somebody is take, as the chrysanthemum is taking pictures of them. And, uh, the one on the right who's already been exposed on this is, sees that, and the, the teaser, she says, she sees it and says, don't turn around. Walk away, don't turn around, don't show your face. And the part of the next episode is gonna be the fact that she's got a, she got exposed for being a lesbian, and she's gonna have to deal, she's gonna be put through the ringer of her school, and all the rest of them, other girls, and finding out she's a lesbian. Uh, you know, so, so it's gonna, it, it, I, I think, I have, it so far, it's done a good job. It's done a good job of representation. As somebody who's been watching the show, uh, it's done a good job of not passing judgment and having good representation. Uh, so I'm okay. glad. I'm glad. And I'm, I, I will say that it also did, uh, have the hipster moment of everybody suddenly starting to have interest in this show and being like, where were y'all 12 episodes ago? <laughs> This show's been doing this stuff. This show's mm-hmm. been doing this stuff. Where were y'all, yeah, you know, before? But you know, this thing, of all things, is a big thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's one of those things where I think no matter what, like, kind of the gay, lesbian, you know, transsexual. Th- I'm surprised that the abortion thing didn't get more of a hit. 
um with 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 the kids but yeah cool. yeah uh we'll have to see how well it goes we'll have to see i hope that the, at least the attention does really good things for this i i hear i there's rumors that they're planning a second season and i think this is a show that could have a, a good second season in its wings if if they you know they do it right uh because the characters are fun. Hietti from Girls Days is hilarious on this show. Uh, Stephanie Lee, the model in her debut acting role, uh, is actually pretty fun. Her character's fun. Uh, all the characters are fun and it's a funny show. And I, I recommend people check it out just for the fact that it's a fun, funny show. And then it also tackles some, like, some cool, some interesting topics, uh, along the way. Some interestingly interesting topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, moving Next on. story. Next story. Speaking of dramas, speaking of dramas that I'm, I'm looking forward to just off of the names alone. Uh, Gong Hyo Jin in talks to star along, star alongside Kim Soo Hyun and Cha Tae Hyun, uh, in new drama. Uh, Gong Hyo Jin, of course, she of not only pasta, which is a show you love, it's okay that that's love with the show, which is a, which is a show that I love. Uh, mm-hmm. and also, you know, a bunch of other stuff where she's known for, uh, for kind of taking on roles for, for basically really be, being really good at picking good shows and picking good characters. Like, you know, that if she's, she's decided something is worth doing on her, on herself. At least her character is going to be interesting and have really good depth, and the show is probably going to be good. Uh, it's going to work alongside, uh, Kim Soo Hyun, uh, the big shot from, uh, from My Love from the Stars and many other stuff and a billion, uh, commercials in Korea, uh, and China, I think at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Hyun, which, uh, let me see, looking at, I'm going to, Click on his name. If he's who I think he is, he yes, he is. Uh, he is the man uh, who many people may know from My Sassy Girl. Uh, I believe, uh, yeah, My Sassy Girl, the lead in My Sassy Girl and Speedy Scandal yeah. and a few others. Uh, big, you know, some quality name actors. And on top of that, being written by the writer of My Love from the Stars, or My Love from Another Star, or, you know, however you want to call it, coming together to, to create a new drama on KBS2 called Producer, tentatively titled Producer. Um, just on names alone, I'm looking forward to this drama. Uh, what, what, what do you think? Well, just on names alone, do you, do, are you anticipating this drama? Do you think it's going to be quality? <sighs> I I still haven't made it a lot of the way through my love from another star, but it it had a really good appeal. But like you said, uh, starring the lovely lady from Pasta, who like she's just a great fucking actress. Yeah, can we just just put that out there? She is really fucking good. She's just she's fucking fun. Like she she plays like uh, a lot of those characters in those dramas are kind of the same character sometimes. Um, but she's been lucky enough to kind of play a, a different style of character because, like, in Korea, you really sometimes get typecast. Like, if you play the bitch in one show, you're gonna be the bitch in the next show yeah. <laughs> that you get to, you know? 
Um, but she's kind of had this really good sense to like get different characters. So one, I'm kind of excited to see what her character is going to be in this, like, because I know she's going to be good. Like you said, the dude from my sassy girl is also another person who's really, really good. Um, I'm like, so because I'm not super sure of the writing style from the people of my love from another star, cause I haven't really made it that deep into that show, but on face value on who they got, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, and other, other actors and talks, Kim Soo Hyun and IU. <laughs> which is okay. just on on fun, which would be interesting. I imagine as uh, probably playing uh, a celebrity because this is about a variety show producer. Uh so probably she'll probably be like an MC or a celebrity that's on the show a lot or something like that. Uh it's going to be interesting. I think on face value, it has all the right pieces. You know, it's got it's got the roster. Mm-hmm. It's got a good roster depth. So we're gonna have to see how the playbook is. <laughs> And we're gonna have to see if they get the X's and O's, uh, right. Uh, so I'm looking for, looking forward to producer or whatever they decide to call it. Uh, but speaking yeah. of big three dramas or big three, uh, television in Korea, uh, big three consider cutting back weeknight primetime miniseries. Uh, there's a possibility that we'll be seeing fewer weeknight dramas in the TV timetable in our future. The big three broadcasters, KBS, NBC, and SBS, are reportedly in talks to discuss programming alternatives to the current primetime drama schedule, ranging from adjusting the 10 p.m. drama hour to cutting back on the number of shows aired per station every week. While being far from conclusive, uh, the discussion is indicative of a general trend of ever-sinking trend ratings that we're seeing across the board. Uh, these days, even the 20% drama is a rare bird on weeknights. Uh, and while expectations have adjusted, the first place shows regularly scoring chapter time ratings. The problem is that drama production is cost surprising and advertising for low rated shows isn't bringing enough revenue. So, you know, ratings are going down, costs are up. I think this is, a, I, this could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on what they mean by cutting back. Um, yeah. It could be a good thing where they feel like they have enough of a strength of or quality of work and quality of talent in the pool out there that they could maybe be more mindful of their investments and decide to, you know, produce less shows a year. Because mm-hmm. if you think about uh how many shows out there, there's a lot of dramas out there. Well, well, this is something we've talked about um, before, and we've, we've talked about it in the sense of how much we like the concept, but how many of these shows run for one or, you know, one or two seasons and are done? Like, are legitimately, you run for one or two seasons and you're done. Um, you have these really yeah. tight. Yeah, or, or just one. It's kind of almost special if it goes for two. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, you move on to the next thing and, and, you know, the only things that are consistently long running are variety shows. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't, you don't get the general hospitals. You don't get the house. You don't get those things where a show you runs for kind of, yeah. But like you get, you get the dailies, which are consistently, consistently successful. Uh, yeah. You get the dailies, which run for a long time and are, you know, like I said, daily. Um, and it, it, it is, it is kind of a, a crapshoot. And, and I think 
I, it goes back to my idea that I, I, though I, I do appreciate the, when, when, you know, talented people do use the format to its best ability, the, 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 the tight miniseries format, uh, in, in Korean dramas. Uh, but I think that, you know, the, the shows that aren't as successful, you know, have, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like a couple of things could be a big uh, benefit to them. Uh, A, focus testing. <laughs> B, you know, actually like look at, oh, is, could this show be successful? Let's try it out. Okay. You know, maybe film a pilot. B, um, picking out when is, when is the time of the year when people actually sit down and watch dramas and, you know, watch your, your, you know, your, your big dramas. Uh, you know, when's the best timing for releasing your dramas? And when's the best timing for releasing particular dramas? Like, you know, here's a crazy thought. Only one drama, one drama, one episode per week, you know, is fine. I think I, I, I'm basically, you know, in, you know uh, uh, timing it right, spacing it out, having hiatuses where you mostly just do your variety shows and your reruns. And... And yes, I'm basically saying America TV does it better, but, uh, I think on the, on the, on the balance of investment and return on investment, uh, it, it, they, they could, it, it, there are better ways to do it and that it could result in better consistent, uh, content. Um, I think they have the talent also to, uh, that they, they have the talent in, you know, out there making dramas that they could give them, uh, the opportunity to go in with the mentality of, I'm going to leave this in a position that it can be a multiple season show. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you give them that, if you give them that going forward, they have the talent that they can make a show that can be a multiple season show. Uh, I, I, when they sit down and create a, uh, a tight one shot thing, they do a great job. Uh, but when you let them live in a world and live with characters for multiple seasons, I think they can do well. And something like that can be a good long term investment, you know, a show like that. And, uh, uh, you know, you find your successful show that, that is your 20% or 20 something percent show that really starts making money and you keep it <laughs> and you keep it going. I'm also, I'm also looking around cause I want to know, um, if maybe the same problem Korea is having with their ratings is the problem we were having a couple of years ago and still are to this point where a lot of people are starting to watch shows online and even legitimately watch shows online and a lot of those online numbers are just not being counted because they're counting the terrestrial sit down and watch TV numbers, you know? Um, And and maybe that that is where the problem lies or maybe they just... Or maybe as as advanced as Korea is, maybe they don't have the rollout, and a lot of these shows aren't online. I mean, you know? they are to um, us. A lot of them are to us, so I don't know well, if they are natively. Yeah, a lot of them are to us, 
because of the way the deals initially are working now. Originally, these shows were on TV for us, but but TV didn't see them as an asset, you know. Uh, but people still wanted them, and you know, we 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 know the the charted history of that, which was illegally getting the shows and showing them online or whatever until somebody rises up, you know, and and you know, namely, you, you have that same thing with anime until you get your Funimations and your Crunchyrolls. Like Crunchyroll was an illegal streamer at first that made that turn and said to those people who make these these programs of of anime, like, hey. If you give us a legitimate way to do this, we we can compensate you. And Drama Fever did the same thing. It went, hey, you give us a legitimate way to do this, we can compensate you. Um, so, and and that that is to us, you know what I'm saying? So maybe there in Korea, a lot of these shows don't have that presence online where people can just say, man, I would really love to watch that show, but I can't. You know, yeah. because it's either on when I'm at work or it's on when I'm doing things with the family or it's on during this time where I can't watch TV. Yeah. Um, and if it was, if it was more, you know, if it was in a place where it could just sit down and watch it at that moment, I would watch it. And maybe that does happen, but they just don't, those numbers aren't being shown, aren't being represented. Yeah. And all, there, there's all these other little nichey things that, that, I, I'm now thinking about and trying to research and find yeah. out how that works over there. But you, you type in TV online in Korea and it's like drama fever, Vicky. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Korean TV shows online. I want to know what the presence of online TV is in Korea. Um, so it's pretty hard to find, but you know, that that's what it's making me think about yeah. right now. Like, I would say that present. I would say, yeah, yeah. No. It's definitely something to keep track of, of course, because it's something that we, you know, it's been a, a thought, it's been a concern here as well. Uh, I, I will say it, uh, it's still refocusing, refocusing, uh, on investing on surefire dramas, uh, and, and pacing them well could also be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, uh, I, th- and like I said, I think that they have the talent that, you know, they don't, that, they, that they can give them an opportunity to do multi-season shows. Uh, but of course, you know, I, 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 I watch a ton of Korean dramas and I, I enjoy a bunch of them. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm certainly happy that the way it is exists now. Uh, but I, I, I definitely think that if, you refocus your investments, I think, with putting out a lot less but better and with more consideration, you know, and timing it well, you, the content will just get better. Or more, yeah. or more, more, uh, or more mainstream or, you know, just cause, just like network television here. There's better, there's also yeah. just more mainstream and more more uh more mainstream appeal that not necessarily better but uh i think it's definitely something that that could be an asset financially because it's also it also it also just in that in that thing it makes me think like do does the it does the overseas numbers count for those shows you know does like there's a lot of these things that i'm thinking about there's a lot of these things that I'm thinking about now that, like, you know, 
I'm trying to figure out and I'm trying to understand and I, and I want to know because it's making me think about those things with American TV, you know, because I know a lot of other countries watch a lot of Amer- other American TV shows. And it's like, are we not counting those? Like, why aren't those numbers counted? And if they are counted, how are they counted? And, yeah. you know, and all these things, you know, because we're in that age range, uh, me and you, where we know about the Nielsen thing, you know, and sending booklets to people's houses and devices yeah. to people's houses to see what they're watching and, and, and considering their household more than one person and all, you know, and all these things and how that thing works and as broken as it is, but that's how that's been. Um, so it's just making me like kind of look and think about and try to understand what those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to have to see how the machinations work. We're going to have to see how things go uh, going forward. Uh, but moving on, you know, we can only uh, speculate so long. So let's move on to, to our last headline, something that last uh, story, uh, you know, a super important headline, super important story. Uh, Revenge Bento shows us it's a dish best served cold and boxed with insults and hidden chilies. Uh, (laughs) There are two advantages to the large variety of foodstuffs that go in a typical bento or Japanese box lunch. Uh, Not only do they provide a diverse collection of flavors and vital nutrients, they also give aesthetically minded chefs plenty of options for arranging them in an expressive manner. A force expressive can end up meeting very different things depending on what the bento maker wants to express. Uh, in happy times, the result can be fun, might be fun and playful character, uh, uh, Chadabin, box lunches that resemble popular fix, uh, fictional characters. But on the other end of the spectrum lie, uh, Shikaishi Bento boxed lunches, lunches of revenge, uh, that are spiteful as, or as, as spiteful as they are creative. In some cultures, the whole idea of revenge bento might seem absurd. After all, if you're mad at someone, why not tell them to make their own lunch? Japanese families, however, traditionally have a pretty rigid distribution of housework in which almost all kids and some husbands aren't responsible for preparing or procuring their own weekday lunches. As such, even if family members are feuding, whoever is ordinarily in charge of getting the bentos ready in the morning will continue doing so. But all, that me- doesn't mean all is forgiven, though. For example, grilled salmon is a time-honored bento staple. However, this Twitter user got in an argument with the chef during the cooking process. And so when lunchtime rolled around, this charred chunk of fish was waiting for him. <laughs> uh, I love it. I, lo- I love the, I love the sneaky ass fuck yous. You know? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, like he still got a lunch. It just burned. It burnt <laughs> like a motherfucker. Uh, right. Another bento mainstay is umeboshi or pickled plum. Usually you'll find one laying in a patch of rice where it adds a bit of color and adds, as a sort of healthy palate cleanser. Some people who are really big umeboshi fan might even find two inside their lunchbox, which is probably a pleasant surprise. This, however, was not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a just fucking. I didn't even like that's not even right at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that's a Umeboshi uh, uh, explosion. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fucked up. And, then, and my favorite one is the one right next to it, where it's just like rice and a fucking egg. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> like that is that is very specifically fuck 
you. <laughs> like, yeah. like, whoever pissed that person off, man. <laughs> you, you, you fucked up. Uh, they just, they took your rice and they just cracked the fucking egg in there and they were like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> uh, alright, so, but these are both entry level revenge bento tactics. There are also techniques that work on a more complex psychological level. For example, why not kill your enemy with kindness by packing him a bento so lovey dovey they'll spend their whole lunch break squirming self-consciously as their classmates or co-workers point and giggle? <laughs> Uh, that. uh, you can also fake out the target by playing with their expectations. For example, send them off with a smile and then promise them there's curry in, in their bento. However, keep yourself, keep to yourself the fact that their lunch contains absolutely none of the tasty Indian dish itself, but rather consists entirely of plain white rice with the word cuddy, uh, in Japanese <laughs> katakana characters written in dry seaweed. Just cuddy. Yeah. Eh? Uh, or if you prefer the more direct route, you could just spell out baka, which <laughs> translates to idiot or jerk. Uh, or maybe, uh, even more, just, uh, other random ones. Or if you, those straight jabs aren't enough, you could just go for the uppercut with kuso. Uh, which just means shit. <laughs> I put shit in your bento box. <laughs> Uh, of course, even when, even when the words are angry, actions speak louder. Actions like subtly replacing the cherry tomatoes found, commonly found in bento and eaten in a single bite with super si- spicy habanero chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is fucked up. Um, alright, so cats. Mm. If you were to make a revenge bento. What would be in your revenge bento? Well, what tactic would you use? You know me. I'm 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 a sneaky little bitch. So I think my thing would be to make the the nice looking bento, but everything is just covered in fucking spice, yes. <laughs> like, like covered in and fucking soaked in like sriracha and and Tabasco and chili pepper powder and all kind of shit that's just hidden under a layer of lovely, right? It just looked like, oh, man, there's this perfect white rice. There's these cute little sausages and these nice little hard-boiled eggs that are just, like, you take a syringe and just fill it with sriracha. Yes. <laughs> I would I would go, I could go, I would go possibly the spice rope, but I might go the salt route. Just ah, salt, yes. salt. Because you can hide salt. <laughs> Is some rice. Yeah. You just hide Mine salt. takes a little more work and a little bit of effort. Like salt, like, you could just kind of fuck it and like just the folded egg. Have a folded egg in yeah. there. Have a folded egg, just saturated in salt. Have rice <laughs> with salt all up in there. Uh it's just salt, salt, salt. Uh, you salt? Yeah, you salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be salty. Uh yeah. So don't mess with us. What we're saying. No. At least no. As, uh, don't mess with us and then expect us to make you bentos. Right. You get some fucked up bentos. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I, I, I love, I love those little things you learn about culture where it's just like, no matter how mad you are, you're still gonna do 
your duty in a household. So like, you know, you're still going to make everybody's lunch. You're still going to do whatever. But like, if you're mad, you're going to put some fucking, some sneaky dicks in there. (laughs) It's a sneaky dick for you and a sneaky dick for you. Uh, no, this is why I love exploring other cultures. The, the little details that you learn about other cultures is what is what sells it, man. Like that's just fun other culture shit that yeah. I wish we kind of had here in America, but someone would get shot. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's no, no. <laughs> no that's not. uh, but yes, uh. That's it for, for another episode of Hallyu Juku. Uh, I have another fantastic episode. Uh, another fun episode together. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Cats. Yay. What do you got going on in your neck of the woods? Um, when I'm not spending a day playing video games (laughs) by myself, uh, I'm supposed to be editing pictures and turning this photography thing into a thing. So please, uh, go to the about.me. Go over to the 500px page or just, you know what? Just go to the Facebook, like some of the pictures. If you don't like them, that doesn't matter either way. Uh, just go there, look at them, leave a comment, do it, you know, just whatever. Uh, any little bit helps. Uh, and I mean, that's really it right now. Like, mm-hmm. just, just do that if I could ask anything of you at this yeah. moment. At some point, we may ask for money. <laughs> you have to have an audience um, to, to to do that, we right? Have you have T two. You know, you got you got to spend money on on K pop albums, like yeah. and T shirts and things. So, yeah. um, like I spent money on get, getting Epic High's album shipped to me with Love X Stereo's album. That's good. That there's a box on its way from China <laughs> with Epic High's shoe box and Love X Stereo's from China. Yeah. Well, that's where Yes Asia shit come from. So <laughs> I know. I just love that an album like got probably pr- not probably got printed in China. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's coming my way. Uh, that's what I spend my money on. But yeah, about that me slash King Kaz, it's over there. Uh, about you know, and at King Kaz at PD Rave about that me slash PD Rave. The show is Hali Juku. Uh, Kpoppodcast dot com. Uh, it's the website, rebelli.net for this and other shows. Uh, this mm-hmm. week, uh, since it's Wednesday, it's yesterday, this week was Mustard Plug on Record Breakers. Mustard Plug, Evildoers Beware. Uh, nice. Drew giving us some more third wave ska, uh, and us enjoying it. Uh, so check that out. More Record Breakers. Uh, but that's it. Subscribe mm-hmm. to the things. Subscribe to the YouTube page. I will be doing YouTube videos eventually. I just gotta, you know, think of things and then do them uh but subscribe to the youtube page uh it will all be there youtube.com slash rebelli tv uh that's it until next time well didn't they tell you don't you know
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>